The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got a sun in Phoenix, too. 52 to... Welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling, and as always, I'm joined by Mitch Krumpetich. I don't know about you, but I feel good. Hey, brother, I feel good, too. After a, a rough week, I got roided up like the liver king, and I felt great the next day. <laughs> you had that prepared, huh? I did. I, yes. I was thinking about that, but... I actually, on Discord, I did have the Liver King as my profile picture for the week I was on steroids. Oh, so, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I really embraced it, and uh, yeah, wow, medicine's good. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know really anything about that story except this Liver King guy as a bodybuilder, and it came out that he was using steroids, which is like, uh, yeah, obviously, that's like all I know. Yeah, I, I don't know much either. I did hear one ridiculous story that's probably not safe to talk about on this podcast, but other than the fact that he does eat raw, or not raw, but organ meat, that's oh, uh, one that of his, why he's, that's why he's the liver king. Yeah. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. I was, yeah, uh, yeah I was confused. It's, you know, I'm realizing how out of touch I'm getting as I get older. And oh, I yeah. bet our, our listeners probably know so much more and are like, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. Like, I admit, I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to this kind of stuff. Yeah, I do I'm just know getting what I'm in on the sheesh. You know, like, she, I'm, yeah, that's I love still, it now, you know, for that in my sight, guys, that's still very relevant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, we're old. We are. But what I do know about is the Suns losing a lot of games. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm unfortunately familiar with that. Very familiar as of late. Uh, we will talk about this catastrophic catastrophic week of Suns basketball, obviously, along with all the injuries that have been happening. Uh, after that, we'll very, very briefly touch on last week's five losses. And after that, we'll talk about this week's three games coming up. Shoutouts are in order for our bet question from last week. Shoutout to at Dunks on Twitter. We were guessing Mikhail Bridges made threes in last Friday's game against the Pelicans. Mikhail made three. Sundress Dunks said three, so right on the dot. Between the two of us, uh, I said four and you said three. So, Charlie, you lead four to two on the season now. I thought I was going to even it up, but I was just one off. 
And Sundris gets only half a shout out because he obviously just copied my answer. So. <laughs> just uh, kidding, man. Just kidding. And yeah, we are working on getting everything fixed on uh, Spotify and Android podcast players. I just got an email earlier today that it should be fixed, uh, hopefully by the time this episode goes up. So thanks for being patient with us. Another housekeeping note, I am going to start putting the episodes back on YouTube in the meantime, just to see what happens, but uh, another option there as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's let's just hop into this uh, five-game losing streak. It has been rough out there for the Suns, and we're marred with injuries as well. Uh, Devin Booker gets some tightness in the hamstring against the Pelicans, the first game against them. Uh, you could just see that he didn't have the the juice that he normally has. And this is something that's been lingering for D-Book over his career. And then after that, Aiton with an ankle injury, Payne with a foot injury. Those both happened in the other night's Houston game. So in the midst of this five-game losing streak, we're getting dinged up too. Plus, Cam Johnson's still out. Yep. Chris Paul still trying to return to form. It's been rough. And not to go too Eddie Johnson on all of you, but injuries can't be an excuse. Uh, this is about as close as you're going to get to injuries being an excuse. Um, and I just think that it's it's okay to be extra cautious right now. It's the middle of December. We have a long season left to go. Uh, teams go on losing streaks. Teams go on cold streaks. I'd rather our guys be healthy later down the line and, and sit out a little bit extra right now. Yeah, a thousand percent. And we've seen a lot of injuries across the league this year. I mean, yeah, it's something that we just have to get used to, I suppose. Uh, with this 82-game schedule, you're you're always going to have guys get dinged up. And right now, we're just uh, really hurting. We don't know the extent of the Aiton and pain injuries. But, you know, when you don't return to a game, it's probably something to worry about a little bit. Yeah, it's definitely not encouraging. And... Uh, it makes me nervous for these next couple games that we have to play. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> five losses in a row. And then you you get the Clippers. This is going to be Thursday night. And the next three games are all somewhat nationally broadcast. They're on NBA TV. Yeah. So keep that in mind. We got the Clippers on Thursday. The Pelicans again on Saturday. And then the Lakers on Monday. So, Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George both health, healthy. New Orleans, who just beat our butts twice in a row. And then the Lakers, who, I, I hate to say it, but they're kind of coming around right now. And they I are. don't want to play them right now. I know. And it's so odd that we're done playing the Pelicans this season after Saturday. I do not understand that scheduling. Isn't that crazy that this playoff series is going to be over by, you know, the, what is it, the 17th? Yes, that is. The playoff series finishes until, you know, we got a few months. Yeah, that's a crack at Jose Alvarado's kind of crazy view on his uh, 
relationship with the sons. Did you catch any of that? A little bit, but fill me in. Okay, so he says that every time they play the Suns, it's like a playoff series until we're sitting at home in the playoffs or they beat us in the playoffs. That is how they are viewing it from last year. So in Jose Alvarado's mind, the series is now at, what, are they up a game now, technically? Yes. Yeah, What? whatever. So yeah. that... It's kind of crazy, that thought process. Um, And as Suns fans, it's weird, too, because we were just in a boat very similar to them. Mm -hmm. And then we blasted out of it, made it to the finals, then had the best regular season in franchise history. You know, it's... I I don't want to stoop to the level of the Pelicans right now with their thought process, but they're not to be messed with. No, they're good. They're really good. And, I mean, that's why they're winning these games, because that's their attitude. They are playing very hard. I'm hoping that we decide to turn that on later in the season, and hopefully in the playoffs. Uh, But, yeah, they're playing extremely hard right now. They were not holding anything back. The scariest part of that team is that they're missing Brandon Ingram, too. Right. I mean... We didn't get a taste of Brandon Ingram in those two losses, and we had book for one of them, and that was the worst game. I mean, we we competed yeah. in game two against them. Uh, it went to overtime, so that that was a solid outing for us, I suppose, without D book. But yeah, they're they're missing Ingram, which is just crazy to think about. And they're on a, I think they just lost last night, but they were on quite the streak before that. Yeah, yeah. I'm also thinking a little bit, speaking of Alvarado, um, some of the antics between him and Chris Paul and people's reactions and just a lot of Chris Paul hate out there, uh, especially from New Orleans, the booze. And I don't really understand that. I mean, these New Orleans fans have probably only been watching basketball for a year or two if they're going to boo Chris Paul. But uh, I, I just was thinking about this, like, if Chris Paul doesn't play on your team, you probably hate him, but you yeah. love him when he plays for your team. Like yeah. that's the kind of guy that he is. And we've had a lot of guys like that in the league. And I just think about all these people who are, you know, talking bad about Chris Paul. And I'm like, you would love to have him on your team though. And you would be singing his praises if he were doing this for your team. Oh yeah. A thousand percent. I saw someone bring up a good point. Imagine the Suns booing Steve Nash when he returned to Phoenix, the way that right. New Orleans boos Chris Paul. Exactly. That's pretty funny to think about. I, and, well, you know, I, I don't quite recall what Steve's first game back in Phoenix as a Laker was like, but right. we, we didn't boo him every time he touched the ball. I can guarantee that. I, and I also wonder if some of it is just because it's a different time. You know, the way we consume NBA media is very different than it used to be. So these players aren't as beloved anymore because, you know, Steve Nash was Phoenix for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, I don't think New Orleans looks at Chris Paul as New Orleans. And granted, he wasn't there as long as Nash was here. Right. But still, I, I bet 
a lot of people don't even realize that because their knowledge of him comes from, and I'm not trying to sound like a, you know, an old person here or anything, Mm -hmm. but a lot of the knowledge that, that these younger people have probably comes from TikTok and Instagram (laughs) and that kind of thing. Okay. Boomer. (laughs) But seriously, you see what I'm saying? Like it's these short clips People don't realize the full history or the full context because they're getting these, you know, one minute or less long clips and they see a couple questionable plays and they don't realize Chris Paul has built his career on this kind of thing and was so beloved in New Orleans. And, you know, the I think about a few years ago, I think he was with Oklahoma City at this point, but calling out the opposing player for not having his jersey tucked in to delay the game even more. Like, they loved that in OKC. Everyone, all of those fans were like, Chris Paul's the greatest. He's so smart. You know, everyone else thought it was annoying. I remember thinking it was annoying. But a lot of these people who are maybe newer to the NBA don't realize this is Chris Paul's M.O. Okay, boomer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think you're hitting the nail on the head, though. Um, I know what NBA Twitter is like. I'm curious what NBA TikTok is like since you brought that up, though. Yeah, I don't know. Is that a thing? I'm is sure NBA it is, TikTok. But I have no idea. Hmm. Interesting. But, yeah, going in line with the, all of this, the way people consume media, the way they form their opinions about players nowadays – it's all tainted by all the trash on Twitter. I, okay, Boomer. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, here you go. Okay, Boomer. Thank you. <laughs> but when you when you just look at it, look at all the criticism about players who people don't even care about just to criticize and look cool about things. That has become so important. And I think we've talked about this a few episodes ago, but uh, Stat Muse. The Twitter yeah. page for Stat Muse. Uh-huh. It, it blows up. They have a great product, I think. But then when the social media moves turn entirely negative, I don't know if that's a good look for the future of the fandom of the NBA or NFL yeah. or whatever they post. It, it's all just, I'm going to post this one stat to take a dig at somebody else. Right. And yeah, yeah. It goes across sports and teams. I mean, yeah, if they can dump on the Suns, they'll dump on the Suns. But it's not just us. It's whenever someone has a bad game, they're more interested in highlighting that, it seems like. Yeah, it's and it's so odd to me because I see so many things on Twitter of people saying, oh, the Suns are the least likable team in the NBA and all this stuff. And I just don't get it. I mean, I like the the things that people point to are so petty like booker's double team thing like sure that was a little bit annoying but like that doesn't make you hate anyone uh yeah and it was a, the, what was that a couple years ago three right, years ago now right. it's crazy how often exactly or the mascot out. thing the raptors mascot thing. <laughs> when brooke Lope or when robin lopez did that everyone loved it <laughs> when booker did something like that it was booker's soft i'm like you've never even watched him play um it reminds me of something 
similar in college. Gonzaga gets a lot of this similar treatment. A lot of people say, oh, they're the worst. Drew Timmy is the most hateable player in college <laughs> basketball. Yeah, but right. Then, Whenever anyone watches them, actually watches them, I saw a bunch of comments uh, from, I forget which game it was, but a lot of people said, I actually really like Drew Timmy. I had just never watched him before. And it's like, yeah, that's what happens to everyone. They say they hate him, and then they watch him play one game, and they see that he's having fun out there and smiling and chatting with the guy that he's guarding the whole time. And like, he's just having fun playing basketball. I, you know, I, I think it's a little bit different from with the Suns Cause we don't have that attitude, but I think if people would actually watch us play a decent game, they wouldn't be that, that against us. No. How do you, how do you hate Mikhail Bridges? Right. He's the best. One thing, I don't think I've ever seen anyone say anything bad about Mikhail, though. Even That's after his 4-for-24 performance the other night. Uh, whew. Everybody loves Mikhail. I, I w- I'll end it with this, or we can talk about it if you want. But another reason why the Suns are so hated, on our way to the finals, we eliminated both L.A. teams. Yep. And then while that was going on, the Golden State Warriors thought the sky was falling and thought that the Suns were coming to take their their title of the top team in the West. They thought that was gone, you know, despite their injuries at the time and all that. Right. So we more or less had the entire media market and state of California hating us. <laughs> That's true. And some of it the fans brought upon it. You know, the Suns and Four thing was overdone. Oh, a thousand. The fight, the the fight dollars, against the, the Nuggets the fans. The dude the with money. the hundreds yeah. counting out Giannis's free throw. Oh, yeah, that was. I'd like to, like, let's set up a boxing match and let any regular Suns fan get in the ring with that guy and just right. beat his face in. That's kind I, of I how. Mean, I, that I'm like, okay, I can see why people don't like that. Cause even I don't like that. You know, the, the counting during Giannis's free throws was funny at first, but when you do it over and over and over and it doesn't work, like move on. So some of it we do bring upon ourselves. I can understand that, but we were excited. So, I mean, I think this could happen with a lot of teams, but you make a good point that, the Lakers fans hated us. The three or four Clippers fans out there really hated us. The whole bandwagon of Warriors fans that exists throughout the world hated us for a while. So that's a very good point. Yep. And I also think we are not very good at embla- embracing this villain role. Uh, I don't really think any team nowadays can. You know, there's just they're not made like Rodman and uh charles barkley anymore you know you don't see that kind of thing i don't know that there's really any true villains in the nba nowadays okay now, <laughs> i don't i don't think there are either but if we want to take on and keep the villain role and i mean hopefully next episode we're talking about a trade but we yeah. need some muscle on the roster we just do uh not Ish Wainwright. Yeah. That's Serious funny. minutes out of a guy who can, uh, you know, bring the physicality, demand a little respect, that type of thing. Because yeah, when, when it's just Aiton out there and then we're throwing out 
I, I mean, Damian Lee's playing minutes at the four this year. Yeah, that's not good. Not a ton, but I, it's happened. And even if they're going a small ball lineup, Damian Lee guarding most fours, that's Damian Lee's not going to rebound. He's going to no. hit open threes. That, that's what he's right. here to do. He's shooting better. I don't know if this is still the case, but at one point he was shooting a higher percentage from three than from two. Totally believable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's what he's there for. That's fine. Like, that's not a problem for him. No. Oh, man. We could go on. Um, we could. I'll just say a trade needs to happen ASAP. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be a blockbuster. We need another body who can put out 20 minutes a night who we can trust, who's going to rebound and defend. Yeah. Maybe get a bucket or two. I mean, that'd be nice, too. And I believe that December 15th is the day where anyone traded in the offseason can now be traded. Not anyone, but a lot of people uh, signed during the offseason can be traded. Starting the 15th, things open up a bit more, I believe. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't need a trade on that day, but it'd be nice if something gets lined up within the next couple weeks here. because Maybe a Christmas present for Suns fans. That would be nice because the West is tight. We're dropping. We need some help. Yeah, we do. All right. So uh, we're a little crunched for time here today. We're not going to go in on the five terrible losses in a row. Yes, a five-game losing streak. Uh, Man, uh, tough, tough bit on the road. Had one of them at home, but it's just not getting any easier. And we'll touch on these three coming up. Lakers yeah. or Clippers Thursday, Pelicans Saturday, Lakers Monday, all on NBA TV. The only one on the road is luckily the Clippers game, though. Which isn't too bad. I want to add one thing about this losing streak really quick. Yeah. I have a new rule this year, and that's if I'm not having fun watching the Suns, I turn it off. Um, I'm not afraid to turn a game or two off at halftime anymore. For a long time, I was one of those people that I'll watch every second no matter what. And that has just weighed on me so much that now I'm at the point where if it's not enjoyable, I'm fine with turning it off. If it get, I'll keep an eye on the score a little bit, and if it gets close, I'll turn it back on. But I'm not going to put myself through that uh, frustration anymore. There's a lot of other things I could be doing that... Uh, would be a lot more fun. And I know that I literally do a Suns podcast, but th- I just want to put that out because I know the people listening to this probably are watching every second of every game too. And like, it's not worth the mental anguish if you're not enjoying it. No, it's it's not. Uh, I'll talk about the routine we have here at the house. Uh, if it's ugly at halftime, I'll ask my wife, do you want to sit through the rest of this game? Sometimes it's yeah, sometimes it's no. But if it's no, I'll go into my office. And the the way I've found that I can still absorb the game and not just be ticked off the entire time, I'll just listen to it. Oh. It, it helps a little bit. I mean, if you're getting embarrassed, you don't need to watch it, you know? Right. So I'll listen if it gets to that point sometimes. But uh, I still try to stick them all out. Yeah. Well, good for you. That's why that's why it works out. 
that you're here. Because, <laughs> yeah, I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> no. I, I mean, I don't blame you. We we got so spoiled. We, we got did. So spoiled. We did. Yeah, we did. But anyway, the, the upcoming games. Thankfully, the only one on the road is that Clippers game, which is no big deal. That's a quick trip. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, these teams are all very good. And it's the way that the schedule has lined up is so weird with new Orleans being done with that series by December 17th. Um, I, I'm really worried about all of these, even the Lakers who were so bad at first have started to come around. And the last time we played them, Anthony Davis went off despite all of my tweets about him. <laughs> He's Anthony Davis has been really, really good this season. Have to give credit where credit's due. So uh, yeah, these are scary games. Yeah, a thousand percent. And I mean, the Lakers matchup, Anthony Davis and LeBron are a tough duo for our injured and finesse based team to guard. Right. I mean, yeah, we tossed Torrey Craig out there on LeBron. DA guards AD. That's still tough matchups. It is. Yeah. And if either of those guys are on the bench, Right. We're talking Biombo and Saric. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. No. Uh, so Aiton with the ankle injury, it's the left ankle. Man, I, I hope he's ready to go. You know, if he has to miss the Clippers game, whatever, Zubats will have a night. But uh, yeah, we're really going to need him back for the Pelicans and Lakers. I mean, the yeah. one thing I can take away from D.A. defensively against the Pelicans, he makes Zion at least think about it. Yeah, that's true. Zion is less interested in going and plowing his way to the rim when Aiton's guarding him, which is a good thing, I suppose, but he still can get his is what's crazy. I don't understand how the 6'6 guy can get all of these shots. I mean, even when he doesn't jump out of the gym, it seems like he can still get anything over everybody on his way to the rim. It's, it's impressive. It really is. Yeah. As long as he stays healthy, he is going to be very good for a while. Um, But yeah, that's a good point. Aiton does at least make him think twice. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's very difficult still though. And uh, hopefully (laughs) for our sake, they're still without Brandon Ingram. I don't know about the timetable on his injury, Uh, but yeah, it is. This one could be ugly. This could be a turn the TV off at halftime. kind of. (laughs) Yeah. If Ingram's back, I sure hope book is back by then too. Oh yeah. Yeah. But again, I think we got to take our time. I'm also kind of thinking about how, this is what a lot of people expected from the Suns last year, I think. And we're just kind of seeing a lot of, I guess, I, I can see that some of this is a bit expected. We know Chris Paul is getting older. We were kind of bracing ourselves for this a little bit. Maybe not this bad, but I don't know. At the end of the day, a losing streak like this, it sucks. But hopefully we just learn a lot from it and make some adjustments and uh, that includes a trade or a couple trades potentially. Hopefully, yep. uh, James Jones responds to this, and you know we can move on and have a great 
great rest of the season. Hopefully this is just the lowest point of the season. Yeah. You know, the, the ups and downs of an 82-game season. You're going to have some guys get hurt along the way, but there is plenty of time to make up some ground. And I say make up some ground like we're not still having home court advantage in the playoffs currently. Right, so, exactly. Yeah, there's we're, we, we're not doing what the Jazz did by going from first to 13th or whatever that crazy right. <laughs> droop they had was. But, I mean, even them, they're, they're coming back into form, and they're going to be – I mean, the whole West is tough, so. It is, yeah. The West is really, really good this year. Um, our bet question for this week is in that Saturday game against the Pelicans, and we're guessing how many rebounds DeAndre Ayton will have. Uh, it's interesting because they've got Valanchunas and Zion. They've got some really good rebounders, so how many rebounds will Ayton have? Okay, I'm going to go 13 for the fact that they do have solid rebounders and Aiton's our only rebounder. Uh, he's going to have to do some work. Yeah, I agree. I I originally was thinking, oh, maybe I'll go a little bit lower, but I remembered he is going to be doing the bulk of the rebounding, like usual. Um, I'm going to say 11. I'm going to go a little bit under you. Ooh. So let us know on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod. Or I realized this just the other day. There's another way to go about this because, you know, Twitter things with Twitter are up in the air and have been for a while. You can email us Sunny and PHX Pod at gmail.com with your answer to the back question as well. Either of those work. So on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod or email Sunny and PHX Pod at gmail.com. Or you can write us a letter, uh, Sunny and PHX Pod, 1234 South 5th Street, Mesa, Arizona. <laughs> Maybe we do need to invest in a P.O. box. For that <laughs> if, if email decides to go down, I don't think it will. But <laughs> We need to sell at least two t-shirts a month to be able to pay for that. So I don't know. <laughs> well, that's, that's a tough ask. I think we've sold about, I think we sold four t-shirts this past year. <laughs> Watch yeah. out. We do have t-shirts. Uh, and if you, I remember at one point I said, buy two and wear one as pants. That's still on the table. If you decide <laughs> you want to do that, you can. Yeah. No, no one's stopping you. No one will know. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, awesome potential gifts of wearing one of our Sunny and PHX podcast T-shirts as pants, uh, we'll move to our non-sports question. <laughs> uh, and our question for this week, as we head into more firmly into the Christmas season, what is the coolest gift you've received recently? Okay, so I just got an early Christmas gift from my wife. And it's, it's one of those subscription boxes, but I'm actually hyped about this one. And no, this isn't sponsored, but please sponsor us, please. Uh, <laughs> it's called Universal Yums. So for the next year, I'm getting a box every month with snacks sent from around the world. Oh, wow. From one country at a time. And my mm. first one was from Italy. Oh. And... Everything in there is just delicious. Uh, they have, uh, for us Americans here, the best way to explain this is pizza-flavored Funyuns. Wow. Oh. 
brother. Like, that sounds good. <laughs> they were, it, it was the best thing in the box for sure. Wow, I, nice. I was hyped about those. Mm-hmm. There's there's like six different kind of snacks in there. Uh, one tiramisu chocolate bar, which was Ooh. also incredible. Nice. And I don't know if this is just Italy, but the quality of this stuff is top notch. And I feel like we eat garbage here at home after uh, well, basically after eating that. So, yeah. which is pretty true. But uh, yeah. yeah, Universal Yums. I'm oh, gonna just highly cool. recommend that because the first box was great. That's very cool. It's kind of like World Market, but if it were coming to you. Every yeah, day. and you just huh. went to one section at a time. Yeah. Oh, well, that's interesting. Um, that reminds me of something too. My sister has a friend who lives in. Um, I, I forget exactly which one, but it's one of the Scandinavian countries. It might be Norway. Um, if any of our listeners know about this, let us know. But um, she had some some treats that he had brought the, their whole friend group. Uh, he came. He or I don't. I think he was only living there for a temporary amount of time, and he's back in the U.S. or something. And he brought some treats, and I tried some of them. And one thing that they do that was very odd in in my world was uh black licorice with salt in the middle it was like a tube of black licorice with salt in the middle and i guess it's very popular in the scandinavian countries but it was not my thing i'm not a fan of black licorice as is i thought the salt might change that nope it didn't (laughs) i don't mind black licorice but that that sounds terrible to me I did not love it, but it's just interesting to see because I'm sure there are a lot of things in the U.S. that I think are great that someone in a Scandinavian country would say, I can't believe people in the U.S. actually eat this. So yeah. just kind of interesting to see that different perspective. Hmm. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Um, okay, for me, um, coolest gift I've received recently. This is so hard for me to choose because – I feel like my whole family and my wife's whole family, everyone is just like really, really great gift givers. Um, so it's so hard for me to pick. Uh, you know what I'm going to go with actually, given the season is, uh, um, this is a little bit of an older gift, but, uh, for our wedding, my aunt made us this quilt and it's an amazing quilt and it's super warm and it's got like our names and the date of our wedding and and some stuff inscribed stitched onto the quilt and it's what we use on our bed during the winter as it gets a little colder we can't use it in the summer because it's way too warm but in the winter that's what we use and this aunt of mine just puts so much thought into everything she does and you know she's over the years she's made me and my cousins uh and now our kids like all kinds of stuff quilts and scarves and blankets and you name it she makes all kinds of stuff she's just excellent at that kind of thing so uh yeah just shout out to my aunt because that's a gift that we're going to use for a very long time cool that's cool uh wedding gifts in general are i don't know some people just nail them and then yeah. like i've been married for what 11 years mm-hmm. and there are so many things that we still use in our house that were gifted to us totally 
for our wedding. And like we we remember it too. When we'll be like, oh, so and so got us this. Man, it's still holding up. This is great. So th- there's been a lot of things like that. So yeah. wedding gifts are you can really yeah. hit the money hit it on the money with, with those wedding gifts. You can, yeah. Yeah, totally. So we yeah, we are kind of similar. We got a lot of really nice things for our wedding and uh a lot of the decorations in our house are from our wedding. Um yeah, lots of functional stuff. Really nice blender, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we're going to use for a very long time. Yeah, like we shout out Tanya every time we use our mixer. Shout out, Tanya. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another episode. Hit us up on Twitter, at Sunny and PHX Pod, and we'll see you next week. Go Suns.